Welcome, I'm Dr. Juan Fernandez, and this is Living the Full Life, where we talk about your health and how to achieve it to the fullest. As always, I want to remind you, you were created to be healthy, feel good, look great, and enjoy your life. My job is to teach you how to align your life so you can make these things happen. So I want to welcome you today. Today we're going to be talking about fibromyalgia and your cervical curve, the neck curve. And basically, talk about how a cervical neck curve and fibromyalgia are tied together and what the research shows. Uh, brand new research, straight off, hot off the press, as they say. And I'll be diving into this research study that I just recently found through some of my colleagues and just tell you why some people will have fibromyalgia and why others won't. And it all comes down to spinal position, which is what we deal with in our practice. So uh, as always, I want to remind you, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on the internet at AskDrJuan.com. You can find us on Instagram by searching Full Life Chiropractic along with Facebook. You can find us on podcast via iTunes. You can also text or call our office at 937-552-7364. You can obviously either text, um, you know, whether you want to make a new patient appointment and you're finally ready to do something different about your ailments or if you want to just uh, call our office you can dial 937-552-7364 and you can press option 2 and talk to one of our team members or leave a voicemail. If And, and basically, it all comes down to uh, if you want help, we can help you and we just can at least explore what we can do for you and how to achieve health naturally without drugs and surgery. So that's, uh, that's what we're about and that's what we do. So reach out if that's what you want in your life. So, of course, as always, I like to... Get started as to why it is that I get on radio every single weekend and I talk about health and a different health topic every weekend. And it all comes down to, you know, a phone call I received eight years ago that literally transformed my life forever. It changed the way I, um, you know, view, manage my health and the health of my family. And literally eight years ago, my mom called me to tell me devastating news. Uh, she told me that she'd been diagnosed with breast cancer. So at that moment, she starts crying on the phone. And, of course, I start crying on the phone because my mom is my hero. So I asked my mom at that moment, what are you going to do? She says, son, I know what I'm not doing. I'm not doing chemotherapy and radiation. And I said, okay, fair enough. Uh, obviously, I was scared at the moment. I'm like, mom, I don't know what to do. Uh, but I know one thing. I know God put an awesome power in your brain. And if your brain and your body are communicating effectively, and then your body should heal and function effectively like it was designed to. So... Let's get your spine checked and see what happens. And we did. And the x-ray from the side view of the neck, um, my mom had lost 100% of the curve in her neck. You're supposed to have a 45-degree angle. Out of 45 degrees, my mom had zero, which is not normal. From front to back, you are supposed to be completely straight. From T1 through T7, my mom had to bend her spine going off to the side, causing issues in that area. And when I saw that, I'm like... That makes complete sense because for years my mom had complained about upper back pain, neck pain, and headaches, and every single time she went to the doctor, she would always get the same answer, that answer being a medication or a recommendation for surgery. Of course, she never did the surgery, but nonetheless, she did do the medications that covered up the symptoms until she was left with cancer, obviously because you know she was kind of ignoring her problem. So I finally asked my mom, what, why, are you, why are you things differently now? Uh, you've always done the drugs and you've always gone to the doctors. Why are you doing things differently now? So, son, simple. I finally realized that I can die and I want to see my grandchildren grow up. And four of those grandchildren she's referring to are my kids, Eden, 
who's nine, John Luke, who's uh, John Luke, who's four, Eve, who's seven, Ellery, who's seventeen months old. So, my mom chose to to take responsibility for her health and do something different to afford my kids, nieces, and nephews the opportunity in the future of having a grandmother. And the future is now because my mom is still alive today. Eight years post-diagnosis, and even cooler yet is that my mom will be here this upcoming week. She arrives this Thursday, which is awesome. Uh, she's coming to visit for Thanksgiving, uh, the first time she's done that since before COVID. So, you know, at the end of the day, it really comes down to what does your future look like if you do things differently? What does your future look like if you keep doing the same things over and over? And that's the part that I'm here to just in, entice you, motivate you, whatever word you want to use. Um, you know, I want to implore you to do something different for your health. And it's not for me. I mean, uh, many of you, I don't know you from Adam, right, or Jane. I, I really don't. I don't know you. Uh, but I know one thing, that if you're suffering and you're not healthy, not only does that affect you, it affects your family. So for that reason, I always recommend that you do something different because what you're doing, if you still have the problems you've had five, six, ten years ago, what you're doing is not working, and that is an issue. So, you know, and this is one of the biggest things that happens with fibromyalgia patients. Fibromyalgia patients go with, um, you know, chronic pain, pain in the upper back, neck, shoulders, uh, headaches, etc. And then they go to one doctor that says you have headaches. Another doctor says you have upper back pain. Another doctor says you have something else going on. Eventually, they go through this merry-go-round of medicine that eventually gets them frustrated, gets the patient frustrated. And the patient finally says, like, I don't know what else to do. I'm still in pain. I'm taking all these medications. I've gotten to physical therapy. I even tried chiropractic. I've tried everything. I don't, I don't know what to do. I'm a little lost for words. And then, you know, they come across another practitioner who's also at a loss for words and trying to figure out what's going on, says, you know what, um, l let's check for fibromyalgia. I think that's what my, you, you might have. And then they look at the criteria of fibromyalgia and what is required and for you to be actually considered or diagnosed with it. And basically, you get diagnosed with fibromyalgia. And then, obviously, that's it. Because what can you do for fibromyalgia is not much, unfortunately. So this is the biggest issue with this diagnosis. You know, a lot of people don't know what you can do for it. A lot of people don't know what you can do naturally for it. And, you know, they, they really, they're just not really aware of what the body is capable of doing when it comes to fibromyalgia. So, you know, on the study that I'm going to discuss right now, and I'm going to talk about the study, and then I'm going to talk about what fibromyalgia is, right? But the study, basically, uh, it was published. So this is where research is pretty amazing. Um, you know, research comes out at you at a million miles an hour, but research that's very, very quick, um, it, it, it's, it's very rare to come by, you know, like research takes a long time to research things. So, this study just came out on November 3rd, so just a few days ago, right? And November 3rd of this year, so a little few few days uh, old. And this is where this is very, very, I mean, this is like speed light research because literally research takes a long time for it to happen. So the study comes out, and the study is conducted by medical doctors, PhDs, um, 
masters in science, but three medical doctors and a PhD that all specialize in spine and critical uh, clinical rheumatology. Um, you know, and this is was published in the Journal of Clinical Rheumatology. So they they focus on, you know, they focus on joint pain and pain overall, especially when it comes to the rheumatoid type of pains, right? So the study, the title of it is the vast majority of patients with fibromyalgia have a straight neck observed on a lateral view radiograph or cervical x-ray of the cervical spine. So basically, uh, and then the subtitle is an aid in the diagnosis of fibromyalgia and a possible clue to the etiology, the originations of it. So really cool. The objective of the study was super simple. Um, It was to figure out if... Pharmaalgia had a causation because one of the biggest things that you get frustrated by when you go to your doctors, patients, by the way, don't get mad at your doctors. Your doctors are doing the best they can with what they have. The data didn't come out until like literally November 3rd. So like you can't get mad at them for not knowing this before that. But if they know it after, that's great, right? So if they don't know it, they don't know it. And doctors are supposed to continually educate. CE credits, we do it every single year. Uh, every two years in the state of Ohio, you're supposed to accrue a certain amount of CE credits as a physician of chiropractic. So literally, you have to continue to educate yourself. So same thing in the medical, you know, medical doctors, et cetera. So the thing is, and, and a, a few other professions, of course, you know, that do the same thing. So right now, these doctors, what they're saying is like, you know, one of the things that we notice is that Cervical loss of curve, so your neck curve lost, like my mom, basically, is often overlooked as, as a finding when you look at fibromyalgia patients. So basically, they they are saying that it's often kind of like thrown out to the side, like, oh, yeah, they have a straight neck, not a big deal. Let's look at what's causing fibromyalgia. So these doctors said, you know what, I think this actually has something to do with it and a probably major involvement. So they started researching. So they looked at um, over 270 cervical spine x-rays of patients with neck pain from 2015-2018, right? And then they looked at the curvature of the neck, and they measured it with a Cobb angle, basically something that we use in the medical profession to measure scoliosis and et cetera, et cetera. So basically, they looked at the actual the study and they looked at the people in the actual study and they were looking at to see like what correlation did it have? What percentage of the people that had fibromyalgia actually had a straight neck? And, you know, it really, it, it was really, really surprising. Um, you know, because they realized like, Holy cow, um, a lot more people have fibromyalgia that have a straight neck than they, that don't. Right. So, so basically, they were looking at the study and, and looking at all the patients involved in the study, and they realized that a lot, a very high number, and I'm trying to look for the percentage, I think in 83, 83.2% of patients, the cervical spine was straight, literally less than like 10 degrees. Um, so basically, in 83.2, so four out of five people that have fibromyalgia have a straight neck, according to this research study, essentially, right? So basically, in fibromyalgia patients, this loss of cervical curve was 6.5 times greater than the, the control group, people that don't have fibromyalgia, right? 
So which is really like that's statistically significant uh, in the research world. So so now you're like, okay, well, thanks for all that nerdy data, Dr. Juan. Once again, I like data because you can't like you can't argue the data, right? So, but what is fibromyalgia and why does it happen? And I'm gonna make the correlation between what they found in the study and why the symptomatology kind of adds up. So fibromyalgia is a medical condition defined by a presence of chronic widespread pain, fatigue um, through the actual body, whether it's the upper back and lower lower back, even in the legs, etc. But it's a multiple actual chronic uh, pain points along with fatigue, um, cognitive symptoms like inability to think straight, mental fog, lower abdominal pain, cramps, depression. There's a lot of like different things. So a lot of doctors, unfortunately, will say, oh, you have a psychological issue. Go get some meds for that because that's what I think you have. But the actual data is coming out right now showing that it's not a psychological problem. It's an actual physical problem, but they just don't know where it's from. And this is why the study is so groundbreaking and important. So, But I do have to take a quick break right now. You're listening to Living the Full Life on 1290-957 WHIO, the Incident Talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Juan Fernandez, and this is Living the Full Life, where we talk about your health and how to achieve it to fullest. As always, want to remind you, you can find us on Facebook at Full Life Chiropractic. You can find us on the internet at AskDrJuan.com. You can find us on podcasts via iTunes by searching Living the Full Life with Dr. Juan. You can also call our office at 937-552-7364. You can press option two if you want to talk to one of our team members. If not, you can simply text that number. Once again, 937-552-7364. So I want to welcome you back to the show today. For those of you who's joining us, we've been talking about Fibromyalgia in a study, groundbreaking study that just came out, uh, linking fibromyalgia to a loss of cervical curve, so a loss of curve in the neck or a straight neck. So this is something that I'm diving into in this in this actual study and talking about what fibromyalgia is, what it isn't, and then how the study ties in and giving some clues as to why some of you are dealing with fibromyalgia and the only answers you're getting are medical answers, such as drugs, antidepressants, et cetera. So once again, diving a little di- deeper into the, you know, the the, the topic, um, when we look at fibromyalgia symptomatology, so the signs and symptoms are as follows. So fibromyalgia is described or you know marketed by a chronic widespread of pain, fatigue, and sleep disturbances. So some of you might have. Pain, fatigue, and not be able to sleep very well. So that could potentially be fibromyalgia, right? Um, other symptoms may include, you know, it, like a super heightened response to pain. So like literally when somebody touches you, uh, instead of feeling like, oh, I just feel pressure, it feels like somebody like hit you with a hammer, which is not normal because you have this, this, this thing called allodynia, which is basically a super exaggerated response to a tactile pressure like uh, you know somebody touching you um you know by touch uh pressure from touch so then cognitive problems so you know your inability to focus pay attention recall short-term memory things 
just just a hard focus, almost not necessarily ADHD, but almost kind of like it. Like, you know, I, I just cannot pay attention because I'm just so concerned about the pain or just the discomfort, etc. And then you just feel stiff all the time, right? Uh, some musculoskeletal stiffness, so you can't move as well as you used to. And then, you know, environmental sensitivities. This is one that's like, what does that mean? Like, if it's cold outside, like, you feel the cold, like, way uh, deeper than somebody else. Or, um, you know, heat, same things. Like, you are extremely affected by heat or cold changes. Hypervigilance, so you're kind of, like, just always on edge, looking around, kind of, like, just not, not calm at all, which makes sense because you're in pain all the time, right? And then sexual dysfunction as well. Clearly, if you're not feeling good, the last thing you want to do is think about sexual, you know, uh, you know, relations, etc. Right. And then visual symptoms. So some people will get blurred vision, uh, just like eye fatigue, like you can't really like focus anymore. Like you, your your actual vision will get blurred. Your eyelids will become heavy. So all these are signs and symptoms of fibromyalgia. And I know it's like Dr. Juan, that's like <laughs> signs and symptoms are a lot of other things. Yes, it is. But this is exactly what the research study is talking about. Right. This is why fibromyalgia takes such a long time to be diagnosed. A lot of doctors will miss it because it, it literally mimics a ton of other issues. And it's not until the doctor has gone through, OK, well, you have upper back pain on the left and the right. And they go through all this information from the patient and then only to conclude to like, well, you don't have this problem, this problem. Basically, you find a bunch of problems that you don't have. But you do have something and nobody can name it. That's typically what gets the diagnosis of fibromyalgia. And some of you are listening right now and you're living with that. And it's frustrating because you're like, I'm being labeled as something like, oh, we can't figure out what's wrong with you. Uh, we'll just tag you with fibromyalgia. Now the symptoms can be treated with things that have been approved by the FDA, such as, you know, drugs, uh, antidepressants, uh, some, some, you know, more natural approaches would be like mindfulness, psychotherapy, acupuncture, hydrotherapy, um, you know, meditative exercises like yoga, Qigong, Tai Chi, all that kind of stuff, right? So at the end of the day, like not judging any of those things, right? But that's what basically like that's where you fall. Like you get medications or that. So on the next segment, I'm going to talk about what fibromyalgia is. And I'm going to dive deeper into the study and kind of just uncover some of the information that was revealed in the study so you can actually make better choices. So if you do have fibromyalgia, you can do something different about it. So got to take a quick break here. Once again, you're listening to Living the Full Life on 1290-957-WHIO. Days and Talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Juan Fernandez, and this is Living the Full Life, where we talk about your health and how to achieve it to the fullest. As always... I want to remind you, you can find us on Facebook at Full Life Chiropractic. You can find us on the internet at AskDrJuan.com. You can find us by calling our office at 937-552-7364. Uh, press option 2 if you want to talk to one of our team members. If not, you can simply text that number at 937-552-7364. So for those of you just joining us, we've been talking about fibromyalgia and the spinal position. A uh, study was just released um, you know, this past week. November 3rd, and the study was talking about how the loss of curve uh, could be obviously very, very closely tied to some people with fibromyalgia 
a matter of fact, 80%, over 82% of people with fibromyalgia tend to have a straight cervical curve, which is definitely not a normal position of the spine. So that's something we've been talking about. And, and I want to dive a little, a little bit more into what fibromyalgia is and then dive into what the study said about the position of the spine and how it affected it. So fibromyalgia, uh, like I said, you know, uh, in the previous segments, is you know, is defined by multiple points in the body um, that actually would create pain. Uh, and in the previous segment, I was talking about how some people with fibromyalgia will have hypersensitivity, meaning that if somebody touches you just very lightly, it feels like somebody hit you with a hammer. So um, it affects roughly about 2 to 4% of the population. Women are twice as likely as men to have fibromyalgia, and clearly that's a pretty alarming thing. So the symptomatology I was talking about before um, was, you know, Pain, fatigue, sleep disturbances, you know, uh, cognitive problems, problems focusing, etc. cetera. Uh, also, too, uh, hypervigilance and sexual dysfunction along with some, so, some visual symptoms. So, But the biggest thing is that pharmacologists considered a chronic pain disorder. And it has literally the definitions of widespread... Uh, of pain points in different areas that feel like burning, sharp, stabbing, or aching. Fatigue is another symptom that has to be, not always has to be present, but very commonly present when people have fibromyalgia. And another symptom is sleep problems. So very, very, I mean, very, uh, very, very, hard to find a patient that, that has fibromyalgia that doesn't have sleep problems. That's like, I was trying to figure out how to say that. It's not that every sleep problem patient has fibromyalgia, but it's very hard to find a patient that has fibromyalgia that doesn't have sleep problems, right? And, you know, this the sleep problems are, are as follows. Like, difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep or awakening while sleeping um, feeling like Un, unrested essentially like you you're looking you, you look at the person and they just feel like man like it looks like you didn't sleep at all even though they slept four five six eight hours right so this is where um another one of those things that fibromyalgia has as far as uh like a marketed actual symptom would be sleep problems cognitive problems come in the form of you know Brain fog is really the easiest way to define it. So uh, there's been plenty of studies done out there that really dive into this, but there's a study that was that found that, a different study than what I'm talking about today, but it found that over 50%, approximately 50% of fibromyalgia patients had subjective dis cognitive dysfunction. So they have literally like, they just, they just cannot process information. This is the people that like have to pause for a quick second and think about what you just asked them. And then they tell you the answer. So that's just one of those things that, that really, um, that affects fibromyalgia patients. So, um, hypersensitivity, uh, again, just feeling excessive, excessive, um, you know, excessive amounts of pain when something such as a bump or a touch had just occurred from something or somebody uh, else. So this is where 
fibromyalgia patients live. And then not to mention, these are like the main things that you have to, uh, I remember when I was going through school, you had to like kind of put a, a list together, like what are the symptoms that these patients are feeling, et cetera, et cetera. So when it's like, hey, they have a pain in 11 or more areas of their body that are, some, you know, right and left, not just one side. And there's a bunch of criteria. It's changed a couple times since I graduated. But, um, you know, one of the things that there's also side effects that accompany fibromyalgia, like headaches and tension, tension headaches and like, you know, also uh, migraines, tension headaches, also too. Not necessarily always related, but some people will have cluster headaches, et cetera. So this is another one of those problems that, along with fibromyalgia, would would affect you even you know tenfold. Not only are you in pain, now you have a headache or a migraine or some other issues, right? So where does it come from? How does it happen? And this is the part where the study is pretty amazing some people say i mean some studies say and people say hey my mom and that dad had it or my grandma or whoever you know genetics plays an actual role and my my state my stance on genetics is always this yes genetics does play a role 1000 percent, nobody can deny it however genetics loads the gun your lifestyle pulls the trigger so yes just because you have the genetics for heart disease doesn't mean you're gonna get it unless you eat the same exact things your mom and dad did and you end up with the same exact ailments that they had right um, also, um, you know, genetics, yes, it has a potential for affecting you. Um, if you, if your mom or dad or somebody had fibromyalgia, more likely your mom, because typically it's a female, more females have it than males. Right. But, uh, genetics cannot be blamed completely, but there are some chemicals and, um, you know, neurotransmitters that are affected. And I'm not going to go through all the super long scientific names of those, but basically, the neurotransmitters are affected, and you know, this is where there's a very, very tight correlation between fibromyalgia and like depression, because some people believe, and some studies have shown a correlation between fibromyalgia and neurotransmitters and acetylcholine and all these different, you know, um, neurotransmitters affecting the ability for things to relax or etc. So. Basically, genetics does play a role. Yes, of course, the lifestyle would definitely affect it even more if you have the predisposition to the genetics. Uh, stress is a huge cause of fibromyalgia. So um, some patients, and there's a study, a study that was done in 2021 that, you know, they look at the association or correlation between fibromyalgia and, like, major physiological trauma. So, you know, there, there are some people that, you know, physiological, psychological and physical traumas that then will have a higher propensity to actually having fibromyalgia. So definitely another one of those things. So then now I'm going to dive into the original study that I started talking about. Now, there's another, of course, there's personality traits and risk, you know, others, other things that are involved that could be the cause of fibromyalgia, but stress trauma genetics um but now this is where the study is pretty groundbreaking because they 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 looked at the nervous system before and they said yeah it has some involvement but we're not really sure how and what is actually causing the nervous system to be in this array and this is where the study comes in and says that the vast majority of patients with fibromyalgia 
have a loss of cervical curve. So the curve in your neck that is supposed to be 45 degrees is lost. And then a lot of the patients, 82.3% that had a loss of curve and they had less than 10 degrees in the study were found to have fibromyalgia symptomatology. So this basically says that if your spine is out of alignment, it could be, and especially if you have fibromyalgia, especially if you have lost the curve in your neck and you have fibromyalgia, it could be very, very closely correlated to that abnormal position in the spine. So I have patients in our practice that have come in for low back pain, headaches, and random, and they say they put in their paperwork like, yeah, I also have fibromyalgia, but I'm not. I don't think there's a cure for that, so I'm not even going to worry about that. And one of the things that I found, and this is something that obviously I didn't have the research study time, money, and uh, staff to do a research study, but I've seen that almost in about 60 to 70% of cases in my practice, when patients have fibromyalgia, they typically have a loss of curve that's significant over like, let's call it over 50% loss of curve. So if you're supposed to be at 45 degrees, these people have 22.5 degrees or less typically. So not surprised to me. And that's what, exactly why we take x-rays and we measure them because these patients, one of our patients that we just did a testimonial with, uh, she had fibromyalgia, digestive issues, diarrhea, all the stuff. And her symptoms are so much better. And one of the things that we do in our practice is that not only do we take a set of original set of x-rays, we also take a re-x-ray about a month into care, depending on how long or short their their plans are, depending on the patient's you know severity. We see the changes that we're affecting, and we specifically look at the spine and the neck first, the cervical spine, because that's the one that's most flexible, the one that's easier to correct in theory, right? There are some cases that are obviously harder to correct than others, but it's easier to correct. So for that reason, we measure it after about you know a month or so, depending on the patient. It could be a little longer, a little shorter, whatever. So one of the things that I noticed in this patient I'm talking about is that her curve improved. Her forehead translation, so her head protruding forward, getting like, you know, the females will always come in. It's like, I don't want that old lady hump between my shoulder blades and my upper back like my grandma had. That's because your your head is going forward. It's called forehead posture. So we measure all those things in our practice. Like, it's not like just take x-rays to see if things are broken and then go on with life. We measure those things because we want to see the loss of cervical lordosis and what, how it's affecting the patient. Well, in that specific patient... I saw that once her neck curve improved, her symptomatology of fibromyalgia completely disappeared. And then on top of that, she had digestive issues that were happening that also went away, and along with her headaches. Her headaches are not as frequent. She still has them, but they're nowhere near as intense or as frequent. So I was very surprised and very happy and elated to see the study come across my desk because I'm like, wow, I've kind of been seeing this in my patients in the last six years. I've been seeing that patients that have really, really bad cervical curves actually tend to have more fibromyalgia-like symptomatology. And as soon as we actually start correcting it, guess what? It starts getting better. So this, t- this uh, study right here talked about if you lose the curve, you put more tension on the muscles that go from the back of the neck all the way down to the lower back, essentially the trapezius muscle, those muscles get tight. And then the ligaments and tendons in that area also become tight, creating trigger points, essentially. So those points are like when you feel your back, it's like, man, that's really sore. I didn't know I had that. Just picture that you have one or two, picture that times like 10 or 12, if you were a fibromyalgia patient. 
And then on top of that, you're groggy and fatigued because you can't really sleep. When you try to fall asleep, you're jittery and moving because you're in pain, right? Just picture that. That is what a fibromyalgia patient feels like. So then, you know, um, the loss of curvature basically is one of the biggest predictors to somebody having fibromyalgia or fibromyalgia symptoms. So this is where in our practice we look at that stuff to make sure we are not missing one of those major factors that a lot of doctors are not looking at. This is why the study is so groundbreaking because they're like, you know what? This is something that's very, very quickly overlooked by doctors and we don't we don't we didn't realize it was that important. So I do have to take a quick break here. You're listening to Living the Full Life on 1290, 95.7 WHIO. Days and talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Juan Fernandez, and this is Living the Full Life, where we talk about your health and how to achieve it to the fullest. As always, want to remind you, you can find us on Facebook at Full Life Chiropractic. You can find us on the internet at AskDrJuan.com. Find us by calling our office at 937-552-7364. Press option 2 if you want to talk to one of our team members. If not, you can simply text that number once again, 937-552-7364. Uh, and obviously we'll get you taken care of. If you want to set up a new patient appointment, if you listen to the show ever, uh, if you find us on Facebook, we always give a discount. If you find us through one of our social media and outreach programs like the radio show, uh, Facebook, Instagram, et cetera, you're referred by one of our patients. So if that is you and you heard something you like today and it makes sense to you as to why we would measure the curve in your neck to see if it's causing your fibromyalgia issues along with headaches and everything else, then you can call the office or text new patient. Or call 937-552-7364 and say you want to set up a new patient appointment. Your appointment for the examination and x-rays that we do at the initial um, you know, consultation, those will be discounted by 60%. Instead of $130, they'll be 52 So if that is you and you're suffering from this issue, by all means, reach out and we'll see what we can do for you. Um, those of you who are not ready, that's okay. Keep getting the data. Keep applying things and changing your lifestyle slowly, uh, obviously, so you're better tomorrow than you are today. So uh, coming back from the break, talking about pharmacology, I just want to c- give a couple point- pointers and tips here before we're done. So... When we're looking at the study, once again, I've been kind of talking about the study uh, about the loss of cervical curve and how it ties into fibromyalgia. So one of the biggest things that the, the, the study really talked about was that the actual curves can be diminished by trauma, so like car accidents, et cetera. So if you ever had a car accident, you had whiplash, and now you have fibromyalgia, and you never went to somebody to see if you had like a loss of curve in your neck, more likely than not, you probably do, and this is probably where your actual symptomatology stems from because if you could really sit down and journal and look back, kind of think and process, you probably realize that you didn't have fibromyalgia-like symptomatology before that car accident or you know uh, trauma fall or whatever. So what can you do? Some of you are like, okay, great. That's all awesome. The study came out. It kind of pinpoints something that you should be looking for. If you have fibromyalgia right now, and you're taking the medications, you're doing the stretches, you're doing everything that you're, you've been taught and you're still feeling fatigue and whatever, I would highly recommend that you get your spine checked, whether it's at our office, if you live too far, go to a chiropractic office that takes x-rays, specifically of the neck, and look at the position of the neck 
curve and see if you've lost a curve in your neck. If you have, then that's a really good starting point because if 82.3% of people that have fibromyalgia have a loss of cervical curve, that must mean there's a correlation. So that means that if you start fixing that, it could potentially take away the anguish that you suffer every day from having fibromyalgia. So if that is you, I highly recommend that you probably should look into that because clearly, if not, all you're left with is drugs and more drugs and potential surgeries in the future if they cannot fix your problem with the original medical approach that they do. So this is what I'm, I'm going to leave you guys with. I think that if you have fibromyalgia and you're dealing with tightness in the shoulders, how can you tell if you have a forehead, you know, a loss of curve in the neck? So really, really simple. You have somebody take a picture of you from the side and you look over your ear falls over your shoulder. If your ear is forward of your shoulder, you have forehead translation. It is almost nearly impossible, not impossible, but nearly impossible for you to have forehead translation and have a fully intact curve. It, it only exists in like people that are really, really old and they've been walking that way for a long time. But typically, if your head is forward, you probably have lost a significant amount of the curve in your neck. And that's a really good telltale sign whether or not you're actually loosening the curve. And that could be potentially the cause of your fibromyalgia symptomatology. So, folks, I am out of time. Once again, if you want to reach out to our office, you can call or text 937-552-7364. You can press option 2 to talk to somebody, or you can simply text that number. Once again, we talked about fibromyalgia, the lack of curve and how that affects it, and literally what you can do to actually prevent yourself from having the symptomatology for the rest of your life. So thanks so much for joining me. You guys have a blessed rest of your weekend. Once again, you're listening to Living the Full Life on 1290-957 WHIO, the agencies and talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk.